Hey, what up, everybody? So today is January the 10th, 2019, and today's podcast is going to be about Godzilla the Planet Eater, or I'm going to just retouch on all three, and excuse me while I'm driving home from work, but let me touch on that real quick. Anchor is fantastic, man. You see, the homie, the narcissist, actually has a podcast, like, I want to say studio, but he's got his own little setup at his house. And while I do like the idea, like, I do like the idea of being able to one day, like, have a little studio where I can podcast or do YouTube videos or fuck around on the internet, you know, Twitter around all day, like a little area where maybe possibly I can make money doing it. While that is a fantastic idea, I do like the idea. I'd love to have a little office space for that. I currently am self-employed, a construction dude. I don't got no time for that bullshit. Uh, podcasting, YouTubing, Twittering around and and trying to make money on the internet is a relatively new thing for me. It's a new area. And I know what's up. A lot of y'all don't want to actually pay five dollars to listen to me talk or listen to anybody talk i mean i don't i don't pay for xm radio or none of that bullshit i barely pay for netflix and i barely pay for i don't even pay for spotify i barely pay for apple music like i barely pay for that bullshit so it doesn't make no sense for me trying to get that shit like oh pay for my shit nah i get it but assuming i can get like Cause I'm gonna keep, like I said, keep this up for you. Assuming I can get a little following of a thousand or two thousand listeners or something per episode, I mean, I may advertise. I may turn the corner and be able to make a little change off of this. But that's neither here nor there. As I said, I'm driving home, just fresh off work, and now we are talking Godzilla. Uh, last night was Godzilla Planet Eater debuted or actually I don't know if it was last night it was probably yesterday came out and I watched it and like I said I'm gonna redo all three um I get you getting a lot of mixed reviews about it as I follow a lot of Godzilla accounts on like Instagram and a lot of a lot of accounts on on Twitter um I seen reviews as wide ranging as like 9 out of 10 and I'm not going to name drop any accounts because I don't I don't do that whole shit I don't feel like name dropping people unless for some reason y'all are going to uh, hop aboard my my shit and discuss with me then I'm not going to name drop you um, but if you just Instagram and you type up Godzilla I follow like the top 10 accounts or maybe the top 20 accounts on there there's a good there's a good 10 to 15 accounts that I follow and and some of them are kaiju accounts some of them are strictly Godzilla accounts some of them are like they touch on Marvel they touch on all the comic book shit they touch on anything cool or or nerdy Transformers Godzilla obviously uh but anyways I kept seeing the reviews yesterday like I said ranging from like 9 out of 10 8 out of 10 all the way down to like 1 out of 10 3 out of 10 some are out of 4 out of 10 Some was 7 out of 10 6 out of 10 Like they don't agree themselves But let me tell you this See I liked The very first one um, I don't know if it was just Godzilla the animated 
there was three parts in. I'm not gonna. I'm not a homer. I didn't study it. I just found out that Godzilla was coming out on Netflix. I was like, holy shit! And they're gonna do three versions of the of it, and you know, the first one, I absolutely love the backstory to it. Um, Godzilla and all the monsters popped up. Godzilla fucking eradicated. They were just eradicating the world. They dropped, you know, what is it, 400 nukes on him. Or I don't know how many nukes they dropped on him. And it didn't phase him. And it just kept going. And so the planet was rendered useless. And the only option they had was to flee in the spaceships and get off from this planet. You know, Godzilla chased them off. Now they floated in out. They floated in outer space. What they thought was like a thousand years or whatever. Uh, they tried, like, going to other habitable planets, but it didn't work. You know, the ship with all the old people blew up, which obviously they touch on in the third one if you've watched it. But it didn't work, so they come, they go flying back, and they didn't have an estimate as to how many years they were up in space. But when they came back, for whatever reason, like twenty thousand years had passed. Um. And I guess I shouldn't even be spoiling it, but if, if if you're a Godzilla fan, you watched it yesterday. And most of the people that I know that I was like, yo, I'm going to watch this, they had already watched it. So, if for whatever reason... And by the time you get to hear this, shit's already going to be way past. You should have already watched it. That's how I see things. If you're a diehard fan of um, Batman, you go see that shit in the day or two it comes out. Don't fucking wait a month. Don't don't be a hoe. We'll see it the same day. You're old enough, you have time, or you're young enough, and you have all the time in the world. Make the fucking time and go see it. Anyways. Uh, yeah, they talk about what happened to the the old people, Haro's father, and uh, all all that shit. Wow, holy shit, right here at the Ontario Convention Center here in Ontario, the Anime Los Angeles registration is happening today, and I'm seeing a bunch of fucking anime nerds walking around, which is kind of cool, because that happens every so often, but I think that's kind of cool, because I'm talking Godzilla the Planet Eater, and I'm fucking passing by a little anime fucking gathering over here. Anyways, they go flying back to 20,000 years past, uh... They stumble across Godzilla and Haro th- believes he can beat him. They come, hatch a plan, they devise it, and they act on it. And they are successfully, they successfully beat Godzilla. But a heavy toll, you know, I want to say a third to a half of their forces are lost. You know, people die and, and, and whatnot. And as it is, the... Uh, you know, they, they beat Godzilla, or a Godzilla, and then the real Godzilla pops up. And now, I love the backstory. There's a giant part in the middle of it that is kind of just like, eh, kind of, like, they just filled in the story. And then the last, like, 15 minutes of the of it are great, man. You know... They beat Godzilla. I like that whole sequence. They beat him. And then it's just like... The the Godzilla comes out. 
And Metfees has the greatest line in in all of in that I've heard to describe guys throughout the years. Whoever wrote that line is fucking amazing. You know, he's the vengeful hammer of destruction. I can that, that line sticks out to me. And the music they had playing when the Godzilla, the one that's actually 300 meters tall, or I think 300 meters, like 950,000. It's a fucking Godzilla is a fucking skyscraper at that point. When he pops out the mountain, dude, and it gets to like a holy esque music playing in the background, it doesn't get no fucking better than that. His arrival, you know, and I can't think of the scientist's name. Um, he explains, well, if Godzilla had been continuing to grow for 20,000 years in earnest, that that's the size he probably would have been. The one that they had killed, you know, he foreshadowed it real quick just before it happened. He's like, that may not have been the Godzilla. Anyways. The real Godzilla appears and he fucks up. Everybody on the ground, Haru and all of them, Mephis, all of them get fucked up. And it's just what it is, man. Like, that's how the first one ends. And I just touched on that one briefly because we're going to get to the Planet Eater because this this podcast is going to be about Godzilla in, in the Planet Eater. Godzilla, uh, you know... And I think it was Mecha Godzilla City. I think that's the title of it. Again, a lot of people hated that motherfucker. And you know what? I liked part two better than I liked part one. Now, yes, should they have put Mecha Godzilla in it? Yeah. But honestly, they they had talked about it a little bit. I think in the first one, just slightly, they touched on it. Like, that's, that was their plan, but it failed. Mechagodzilla was never built. They go and they come back 20,000 years later. Godzilla is growing crazy. Mechagodzilla is no longer the size that they had intended. It's no longer capable of maintaining that size. Mechagodzilla City makes sense when you think about the nanotechnology they had and it was just producing so it had to do something if you think about how the sheer size of Godzilla being you know a fucking skyscraper like a thousand feet tall or however many 300 meters is and X amount of wide and X amount of powerful a fucking mech that's trying to Replicate this being somewhat comparable. You need a fucking. I don't know if you can. People don't grasp the size of 300 meters. It's a fucking. If you look at the fucking World Trade Center, that clocks in at like a thousand feet. But it then again, it's also skinny. Like you could probably put that. That's like one Godzilla leg and like. A quarter of his body mass They just It's only the size But he's basically I mean there's nothing even similar to that That you can put to scale That I can even think of 
just put I would I would say you gotta put like five or six trade towers in the one fucking mass and then have it walking around. And that's basically you're basically looking at an entire fucking city walking around of people, you know, something and and people don't get that. Well Mecha Godzilla could have been that big. Well yeah, but uh, it wasn't finished. They didn't leave it finished to begin with. It wasn't fucking finished. And the Bill of Saludo knew that and they were trying to convince people to sacrifice themselves to beat Godzilla and no Haru didn't want to. Like that he thought that was kinda weird. So Mecha Godzilla never got finished getting built, which makes a lot of fucking sense. Because he touched on he wasn't being able to, they didn't finish from the first one. Uh but either way they had the vulture you know suits or whatever. That was kind of cool. Um, the city was a giant. The city actually put up a good, a good effort. They didn't finish the defenses either, but they were fire. And that that whole shit was dope. You know, the colors to it. Visually, the animes from part one was great. Or well, part one was good. The the visual aspect of it. Part two, the visuals got better. Like Toho has refined what they're doing. And you know Godzilla won And he just went dormant In his little crater Which I thought That was kind of That was totally cool Like He fucking heated up And fucking blasted The city to shit And Haro and them again Barely escaped You know Uh was there the one-liner that wasn't uh, as good as part one? No. I watched part one myself like four times. Because that one was... I thought that was good. I didn't watch part two that many times. Only because... Uh, I was waiting already for part three. Like, Or actually, Memphis tells Haru about Ghidorah. That's what she whispers to him at the end. And I was like, yo, I'm fucking hyped for that. And... You know, it was just hype. Like part two was just the, it was just the appetizer to get to this third part. Um, like I said, visually it was great, man. You got to see Godzilla just fucking beating ass. Like you know, every beam, every blast he had was fucking better than is getting better. Um, again, a lot of people hated it. I didn't hate it. I actually thought it was good. Like I probably give it a seven out of. I probably get the first two sevens out of tens. Maybe, maybe part two an eight out of ten. Part one maybe, maybe a solid seven out of ten. I didn't think it was that bad. I I like I like both parts. As a matter of fact, hopefully they stay on Netflix because that that shit is. Hopefully Toho doesn't get discouraged because they can go. They could do so much more with with the anime version of Godzilla. I think they they completely nailed Godzilla's look from the very from the get go. You know how old he he looks so old, and he looks so primal, and he looks it's fucking big, and the the breath that they can do with him. You know the way he was able to the way he was able to move in the series. You know he didn't seem like overly slow. Um, the way that he was presented throughout the three films fucking phenomenal man it's a lot better you know 
Toho's now getting the hang, I think finally getting the hang of this shit. Uh, because Shin Godzilla 2, man, Shin Godzilla's design was phenomenal. Uh, I know he went through a little transformation and that kind of was like, ooh, uh, you know, people didn't like the little worm larvae state. But then again, Toho's got a budget and they got to stay within it. And they're, I don't know if they're B list or C list movies over in Japan. But, you know, I look at sci fi movies here, you know, sci fi original movies here in the States as being something similar. And I look at the shit that they pull on the sci-fi channel like Sharknado and the graphics that they use for that. And that shit, some of their shit, or the Octoshark or whatever, some of their graphics look fucking terrible. And this is Hollywood. So for Toho to produce anything that's even fucking remotely decent is amazing to me. You know, and they're coming from a man in a suit. And I, I don't know if Shin Godzilla was a man in a suit or was half and half. But Shin Godzilla's fucking look and his overall design, phenomenal. His, he was able to uh, have an atomic breath out of his dorsal fins, phenomenal. And out of his tail, phenomenal. Uh, my nephew in particular didn't like his, his jaw that it opened and then it opened again similar to like an eel or I don't know what kind of animal does that. But then again, that makes a lot of sense because it was an underwater... And I took it as an eel. Like, he had a jaw, like an eel-like jaw. Like, I took that, that they got that from the ocean. That's where Godzilla came from. Of course, he would have, like, an eel-like jaw. Makes sense. Even some sharks have that kind of a jaw. Um, That makes sense. And when he's fucking blasting, you know, Tokyo, and he goes from it being a laser, like... And then it's like, you can see the... The transition from a laser to just fucking just shooting out napalm or whatever he's shooting out, dude. That is fucking. That's one of the hardest scenes that Tokyo has ever or uh, Toho has ever produced. Oh Godzilla, that that and the music too that accompanies it is phenomenal. See, Toho has had a long time to, to perfect it. Uh, legendary. Uh, is going to tinker with it I think and as, as long as Godzilla's in the States They're going to tinker with his breath For a while But then again Going back to The animated series Part 2 They It was phenomenal man Like The last Again the last 10-20 minutes of it were Great Now I get You were probably disgusted Like Where's Mecha Godzilla You know Where's the Mecha version of it You know was God, Is there going to be a Mecha Godzilla Coming out Well I hate to break your guys' bubble, but the director made a decision that that's what he was going to do. He did it, and I think he executed it well. Uh, Mechagodzilla was not ready. And in the overall scheme of things, if you watch part three, it makes a lot of sense as to why it wasn't going to be ready. Why they never finished it. And we're going to get to part three now. Um, But I got to say that... Part 2 was a 7 out of a 10. Maybe even an 8 out of a 10. Just phenomenal. Phenomenal visually. Characters. Everything makes a lot of sense. Um, the Bill of Saludo, You know. They built a weapon. And their ultimate goal was to conquer the Earth. You know. But at first they had to conquer Godzilla. Because there wasn't going to be no Earth to conquer. Anyways. 
jumping to the planet here. I gotta say, dude, it starts off fucking great. That's how they represent Ghidorah. Like, this is Ghidorah's movie. This is his story. And I think if they can continue... If they can make Ghidorah like this face off against Shin Godzilla... You know, something similar. Oh, man. They, they're going to hit a fucking home run. That would probably be the best movie that Toho would have produced in a long, long while. Um, but basically, it starts off... It looks like you're in a lucid dream. Like, if you're if you took shrooms and this is what you're seeing. You get the three... Go- it's like a golden... Like, if you're looking through a kaleidoscope. And that's phenomenal because we're going to touch on that in a minute. But you're looking through a kaleidoscope at, at this golden figure and then it breaks off into three and then it's Godzilla, the planet eater. Like, that's how it starts. Now, I was blown away. I was like, dude, these these graphics look clean as fuck. Visually, it starts off clean as fuck. Like, this is what Toho has been needing in their actual movies for a very long time. Um, these visuals. And I think this is Toho's attempt to dabble with it see as far how far it's gonna go how far they can take it how far they can push it and then maybe they're gonna transition it to be into starting to this is what Godzilla is gonna be going forward a little bit it's gonna be like a little bit anime-ish a little bit man in suit-ish a little bit um, you know CGI-ish like they're gonna they're gonna combine it all hopefully that's what they're hopefully Toho this is what they're going with you know Uh, they get into the story now. The story to the Planet Eater, I got the story is a ten out of ten. They absolutely nailed the story. This story is perfect, man. I can't believe that this story. Uh, this is a story. It, it's a story, man. Um, like I said, they touch on what it, why it is that Mechagodzilla failed. Because Haru wasn't willing to sacrifice humans in order to complete the defenses, in order to complete Mechagodzilla in general. The decision was made. Haru made a decision, and a, and a number of them made a decision not to sacrifice themselves. They weren't going to just put themselves into the body with the nanotechnology to further Mechagodzilla's, you know, ultimate to piece it together and after the Billa Saludo had revealed that that's what they were doing they, they were gonna all become one with the machine to beat Godzilla Haru dipped out and Memphis explains to them why some of them were not taken by the machine and that was because the inhabitants that were already on earth I don't know their name the I I, I they get into they get into that a little bit more. I think it's the Hanuto or whatever tribe had treated them, had treated some of them because they were sick, including Haro. And so they were they were immune to the nano. They were immune to the stuff that was in the environment already. Um, as I think some of them were in part two were were attacked or got bit by some of the. Some of the plant life, you know, they touched the plants and they were... Then they had to get treated by it. 
Um, but it starts off basically, Mephis is saying that Mecha Godzilla tried and failed, and that Haru was Haru was totally defeated. I think his name is Haru. I don't. I hate to be fucking up this bad, like twenty minutes in. But I think Haru was defeated mentally. Like they had exhausted everything. All their forces were gone. Mecha Godzilla City failed, and there wasn't much for him to go off of at that point. But his hatred for Godzilla and the fact that Godzilla was remaining, and that there was no possible way to beat him, irked him a little bit. Memphis. At the end of part two, told him about Ghidorah, and kind of planted the seed in his head that it might take something else, all totally outside the box, to defeat Godzilla. Now, when it starts kicking off uh, the story, Mephis quickly seizes the opportunity to tell everybody that there was. They were spared by a god. That there was a miracle. It was a god's god's miracle that they were alive. That they didn't get sucked into the nanotechnology. And which was ultimately destroyed. Um, they were spared. They were spared by a god. Mephis quickly turned the situation from a very negative to... What seemed like a positive. But Haro and the scientist, his right hand dude... Knew better. And didn't say anything either. Well, maybe they didn't know what they were saying. The, the people needed something to grasp onto, and they were both in agreement about that. But then again, they both were wondering what Haru was up to, or uh, what Mephis was up to. And Mephis tells Mephis tells Haru basically what's going on. He said, "Look, Godzilla is not a monster. He is." The next step in Earth. It's the next step. Godzilla is the next step. That man has been at war destroying shit for a very long time. And the nuclear explosions around the world created it. And there was no going back into the box because doesn't matter how you progress mankind at some point they get to that point where destruction is inevitable and Godzilla is an inevitable outcome a monster is an inevitable outcome something that you cannot just put back in the body you can't beat it and I get that wholeheartedly because we're rolling around with nukes now and I think it is just a time bomb waiting for nukes to drop you know, Terminator Salvation's status. Um, they're going to drop at some point. Um, I, I'm i of the personal belief, as I said, I don't know if I said it on another podcast, there is three more nukes going to go off in this world before humanity cries out in one voice, like, get rid of them. Dump them into space, get rid of all nukes. Uh, the very first one to drop may or may not be on accident. It may be intentional. Um, but either way, there's going to be a retaliatory nuke. You got to assume two nukes 
immediately are are done. Minimum, that's what's going off. Go, going to happen. There's going to be two nukes dropped at some point. And I believe a third one, two nukes is not enough to push the world over the edge. But because one will have been either accidentally or intentionally and in the retaliatory strike, um, those are a given. Two more will go off. I say three because I believe if America or the United States drops one again, it's not like the world won't retaliate against us. The Another one will be dropped on us by whoever. And I believe we're going to have a secondary one dropped on us to nail the, the point home because we have a lot of news. The point will be driven home with the third one. And I think unless a nuke goes off on us first, then it'll stop at two. But I don't think a nuke will go off on us first. Probably somewhere else. And then a retaliatory strike and then probably one on us because we're probably going to be intertwined with the reason the nukes go off in the first place. So I think there's three at the max going to happen. When they happen is anybody's guess. But just like uh, Mephis was saying, destruction is inevitable. Humans progress to the point, civilizations, whole civilizations progress to the point where total destruction is what's, uh, is just what's going to happen. It's just, that is what you progress to. All the machines, all the weapons, all the whatever. That's what it leads to. It leads to you creating a monster that you can't put in the box, that you can't beat, that ultimately punishes you, takes everything from you, and leaves you with nothing, and it leaves you with no way to beat it, just like it left Haro, and it leaves you with an undying hatred for it. And Memphis is pretty keen on saying that undying hatred for Godzilla is what's going to lead you to accepting to get rid of it you're going to have to submit to another monster you're going to have to submit to Ghidorah or their version of what Memphis' version of a Godzilla and that is Ghidorah submit to it and you'll have your peace you'll be able to erase Godzilla off this planet now the story continues. Um, Memphis has to enact all of this. They go up to the people in space. The Bill of up on space. Want Haru punished for fucking up the Bill of Saludo on Earth. And the arguments that they had on Earth. And they take the spaceship hostage. Now what they don't know. Is that Memphis has a right hand man up on the spaceship. Telling the people about the failures on Earth that Mecha Godzilla is sitting at work. Godzilla was still there fucking shit up. And there was no... Nothing was going to be done. Instead, he convinced a lot of them that... And this is Matthew's right hand. I don't know the other dude's name. 
And actually, I didn't even know Metfees was a dude until this until this part. I just assumed Metfees was a woman. Uh, but anyways, that's neither here nor there. Uh, again, playing the situation off of hand. You know what? We're you got to think outside the box. Um, they haven't answered. Uh, they finally got to the point where it's in desperation, total desperation. They haven't answered the. The EXIF have an answer for Godzilla. Which is true. They, I believe they did have an answer for Godzilla. Ghidorah is the answer. Ghidorah is... And the way they describe Ghidorah too. The Golden Wings of Death. Uh, golden Death. All, all the names they give for Ghidorah are uh, perfect. Um, Submit to Ghidorah. Ghidorah will liberate you. Ghidorah will solve this problem. It will get rid of Godzilla. Now what they don't know is they actually have another another plan. They are priests sent to do Ghidorah's work in other universes. That they the Axif have already they had a planet. A monster appeared and Ghidorah came for them. And I guess Ghidorah spared them or Ghidorah is the answer for any universe, any dimension. When a monster becomes to the point of a Godzilla. And nothing else can survive. Because Godzilla is the final. Godzilla was going to wipe out people. He had already wiped people off the planet. Um, but anytime that they were going to use technology to further themselves. Godzilla would awaken and end them. That's why the people on Earth that were alive were just like. They were primitive um, with no technological advances. Uh, but Godzilla was going to, he was the end. He was the end of the earth. And I guess the Axif had already had that happen to them. And Ghidorah came to aid them. Or, if you watched, the fucking eradicated the Axif homeworld. Their home universe, Ghidorah fucking destroyed it. Who knows what what the heck if we're dealing with, but it was done. Uh, they get to okay. They're going to summon Ghidorah. Ghidorah is the answer. Convinces people on Earth and people on the ship to summon God, uh, Ghidorah. Ghidorah summoned. Now, I can again. I guess you could get fucking pissed at the design of Ghidorah but I think it's absolutely phenomenal uh Ghidorah is basically a black hole Godzilla's the end of the humans but Ghidorah is a black hole Ghidorah is a black hole going to eradicate everything in in the universe right there and on earth here Ghidorah first approaches the ship and distorts all time, all anything around it. They don't know what the fuck's going on. They can't even see Ghidorah, but they can see the anomaly in space approach. It's basically a black hole. Ghidorah comes out of a black hole. That is fucking hard, man. And the way they make the black hole look, that shit is fucking crazy, dude. That that is that is what I want in fucking Mortal Hole films. Whenever Legendary is done with Godzilla, you know, five years from now. After King Kong or whatever. I want Toho to fucking summon 
fucking Ghidorah out of another fucking black hole. And have him similar abilities and similar... I, I wouldn't even say similar size, man. I want his neck to be like a light year long. I want his body to be so fucking big that it's impossible for Godzilla to be. That's what I want. I want that out of my Ghidorah from now on. Um, I also, I, I loved how his neck was able to move like like a snake just all over the place. I love that. Uh, his eyes were kind of iffy. He just looked like he had snake eyes or not snake eyes, uh, tarantula-esque eyes, which I kind of get. I kind of totally get his design. Um, coming out of the black hole, fucking crazy. And then he snaps the ship. You know, it just goes all the way around the ship. You see light, his his trademark lightning bolts hit the ship. The ship doesn't even know what's going on. The ship's so far in, tatter, in time distorted that they're reading zero life forms on the ship and they haven't died yet. That's fucking crazy. I mean, I'd imagine if you get near a black hole, that's what it's going to be like. Like, fuck, I'm dead, but I don't know I'm dead, but I'm dead now. You see your dead body just dead and then boom you're finally dead then it goes to earth and Ghidorah's ascension to earth or descension is fucking phenomenal man this is what I don't know if Toho's caught wind of what Legendary is doing but the way Ghidorah arrives on earth is fucking phenomenal man it's like three hurricanes approaching but they're black holes um the three black holes finally do breach in the Ghidorah heads come down. And Godzilla ensues to blast him, but his blast is having no effect because it can distort, you know, time and space around it. And they go and attack Godzilla and for all intents and purposes, they're gonna fucking kill him. But if they kill Godzilla, there's nothing to stand in the way of Ghidorah in the planet. And Haru figures out that Metfees, or he actually wants to go find out what the fucking Metfees is up to. And Haru's right-hand man, the scientist that's left over... I don't, I don't know that fucking guy's name. But he figures out that Ghidorah's not from this universe. He's not from this plane. That's how he's able to not have a life form, but be able to... St- I don't, he figures out that because Ghidorah's not in our physical universe, that he's somewhere else, that somebody here on Earth has to be helping him or... Telling him where Godzilla's at. Or what to do. Basically. It's it's not like a hologram. But it's. Ghidorah is somewhere else. And he's projecting himself here. And doing all of this stuff. Distorted through. Through the time space. Medfees. Inserts his little Ghidorah chip. I, I, I don't know. It's almost a chip. Gouges out his own fucking eyeball fucking gnarly right puts the chip in so Ghidorah can see what's going on over here and 
is controlling Ghidorah or showing him what to do. Haru arrives and basically confronts Memphis as to what the fuck is going on. And Memphis pretty much tells him, look, you're never going to get rid of Godzilla. Your hatred for Godzilla will lead you down a path you can't come back from. Everybody will die by Godzilla. There's no way to beat him. Haru was unable to sacrifice himself, un- unable and unwilling to sacrifice himself with the Bilosaludo, who were, were in turn going to enslave them anyways and beat Godzilla that way. They tried, the humans tried themselves to beat Godzilla and failed. The only way to beat Godzilla to get rid of him was Ghidorah. But it comes at a cost. If you hate Godzilla that much, and that's your burning desire to get rid of Godzilla because he took everything from you, took his grandfather, took his father, took his, it took his entire family, it took Haru's entire family, and left him just with the, the animosity towards Godzilla. If that's what he so choose to see the end of Godzilla, Ghidorah was the only way. But Ghidorah is the end of existence. In the the universe here, I guess in you know our our little universe, and that Godzilla, no matter what, is a product of the people. Godzilla is humans birth technology, technology or nukes birth Godzilla. Godzilla was the next evolutionary step of the planet. Humans were going to be extinct regardless, and then that no matter what avenue you roll down. Because Ghidorah rolled down many avenues in, in, in many universes, as Memphis pointed out, that a monster is humanity's or civilization's ultimate um, is the ultimate is the outcome. That's the that's the end outcome of any civilization across any universe. That is the ultimate outcome. And that makes a lot of sense. And in order to beat it, it requires... Ghidorah can do it, basically. But it requ- you're ending all of existence. And then it starts back over. And Haru and a handful of people can start back over. And however long it takes, you know, 20,000 years, 30,000 years to get back to the point. They can get back, but it's going to start over again. Haru is left with a choice. Either help the Exif and destroy everything and everyone, or not. And that's what Haro's choices come down to. It's a pretty fucked up choice, and it goes through his little backstory of what he really feels. Metfee set up his grand his grandpa and blew up the ship, but there was an inevitable outcome because they weren't going to survive on the planet. Um, Metfee's fed him. Uh, the stuff from the get-go, I guess the Exif had been planning it, and they they were waiting for Haro to approach to lead the people down this path of war at the last second to get back to Earth, because the people did not want to come back to Earth. They were going to continue searching, but Haro convinced them to go back, that they could be Godzilla. The Exif had this plan since part one, and that's what makes a lot of sense now that I watched 
parts one, two, and three in chronological order. And that makes a lot of sense why they were not able to find a suitable planet because the Axiom had been pointing them back towards Earth, you know, ever so subtly. It makes a lot of sense why the Bill of Saludo were not able to finish Mechagodzilla because they quickly ran off Earth. And then, you know, traveling around in space for what they thought was like a thousand years. You know, it degraded their mindset. Like, they were just cowards. They were just living in space. They were basically waiting to die in space. And they didn't want to do that. Food was low. Water was low. People were getting sick. Whatever. You know, you don't want to die. You don't want to just die in space. So they wanted to get back in Earth to try it. And Haru had everybody, you know, convinced that they could do it. But it cost him a lot, you know. They actually played his hand, like it cost him his his friend. It cost him his his family. It could, Godzilla cost him everything, and they knew that he his hatred for Godzilla was they they actually had banked on it. But ultimately, he chose not, and he fucking breaks the little eye chip out of Metfis's head, Haru, and fucking. Godzilla was able to blast Ghidorah out of fucking the world dimension. And the story ends. I mean, that's how it pretty much ends. I mean, it shows the remaining people that were on Earth were going to connect life with the primitive inhabitants that were there and become one with them. And they could become a civilization again highly primitive and Godzilla ever watching because Godzilla was not destroyed um it was going to be that's how it was going to be Haru was still can could never because Mephis told him enjoy enjoy it Ghidorah's always going to live in you and Mephis was right. Um, Ghidorah was living inside of, and the hatred for Godzilla was living inside of, inside of Haru long after Ghidorah was. I don't know if it was long, but it made it seem like as if, you know, a decade or so passed, or maybe not a decade, maybe five years or so passed since those events. I don't know. Maybe it was a year, but I think I think it was more time. Eventually, the one mech suit that survived, the vulture suit that survived, uh, the scientist who was able to get it operational, and Haru takes it and kamikazes himself into Godzilla. Now, Godzilla shoots it, and it makes it seem as if he crashes into Godzilla, but it doesn't say what exactly happens to Godzilla at that point. I'm of the belief that the suit was made of nanotechnology and it hit Godzilla. It's possible that that Godzilla could then become a Mecha Godzilla, and but there might be other Godzillas on the planet. There may be a part four eventually. It does. It leaves the the ending. The very very ending of it is up for interpretation. Um, it could just be that Godzilla just eradicated the last piece of technology. You know, for a very long while, and just recedes into the earth again, waiting dormant for 30,000 years to pass by when humans are making weapons of mass destruction again.
or capable of. And maybe that will resummon them. Maybe they can go off of that. You know, the, the like I said, the ending is up in, up for interpretation. But throughout the whole movie, man, the the graphics were fucking phenomenal. Um, like I said, Ghidorah, the scenes where Ghidorah shows up on Earth, you know, great. Uh, in space, great. Um, through and through, the the visually it was stunning. I, I had to say it was a solid ten. The story, like I said, we got it. I just, we just, I just talked about this story. Story is a phenomenal story as well. Ten. Um, action wise, again, it was good. A lot of action. Um, I don't know what a lot of people were bitching about. As far as, I, I guess people wanted to see Ghidorah come down and physically scrap with Godzilla. And it may happen. Ghidorah is still out there. This, uh, like I said, the ending is up for interpretation. However you want to interpret it. Um, maybe they're coming to come out with another part. And Ghidorah maybe is pissed off that he wasn't able to consume that planet. And maybe he physically comes here now. Instead of just being teleported. Or through the black, through the black hole. Whatever. Maybe that fight will happen. Maybe a Mechagodzilla will happen. I mean, this this is a stuff that's up for interpretation. It's not. I don't think Toho is done with this animated stuff yet, and they shouldn't be. I I found all all three combined. The series was as good, seven or eight out of ten. This last one, the Planet Eater. I I loved it. I love the story, and I loved it visually, and I loved the action. I loved Godzilla. I loved what they did with Ghidorah. I mean, it's a fresh take on a story that's been done already. Fucking, I don't know how many old school Ghidorah. There's King Ghidorah. There's fucking Mecha Ghidorah. There's Monster Zero. There's all kinds of bullshit that Toho's done with Ghidorah. And I think people want to see that version. But I didn't, I don't care. As long as I got the the general gist of things. Uh, His design... And the way he approached the Earth to me was phenomenal. Uh, if you hate, if you hate it, you hate it. Um, I don't really care. I'm not a. You're you're one of those Godzilla people that hates the CGI version of Godzilla. You know, and, and you want the man in a suit. Like, get over yourself. Shit updates. You know it was Ghidorah. You know it's three heads and it attacked Godzilla. You know, whatever. You know that that's him. It's not like he only had one head and it was just one silver head. No, you got an idea. I could see the hatred for it. I could see just like I could see the hatred for Mechagodzilla. But it to me, this version, this the Planet Eater was better than part two. Part two was better than part one. Toho progressively got better. And I hope I hope they come out with another three, you know, in like two or three years from now. I hope this is a steady as a matter of fact, I hope that they make a part four, but a whole different thing happened. Maybe, you know, they just touched on Mothra in, in the planet. Maybe Mothra pops up to battle out Godzilla. Once Godzilla starts seeing that these primitive people are not so primitive, you know, that they have, and there's something. And I think that would be dope to have Mothra fight out Godzilla, you know. how? Let's have a fucking... 
Let's have a thousand foot Mothra, you know, fly at Godzilla and Godzilla be stunned actually, you know, maybe he loses that one. There's like I said, there's a there's a lot of interpretation. I think Toho did a phenomenal job. Um the Planet Eater was the best one, I believe, in the series. Uh by far the best one. I I loved it. The, the story was great. The way the XE played the cards and the way that Haru was played all along, great. Um if I got I gotta give it like a nine out of ten. I think the only Hold up to it. Was it kind of turned into your typical anime. Where they were trying to get. Haru was trying. The twins were. One of them was trying to fuck Haru. And I kind of thought that was kind of corny. But it makes sense. Because they were trying to connect life. And she wanted to connect with him physically. And Haru was not having any of it. Um, But that's neither here nor there. I also think that. Um. Just it just just the small things. There was that it was kinda of dragged it down. There was a li- there was, the story was a little long. Um The God aspect of it, because it was heavy re- heavy religious. Um he- it was heavily religious and heavily cultish. It was a tad bit heavy on that side. But um it it was justifiable. That's what it was. Um like I said, I gotta give it a nine out of ten, man. It probably went seven. Part one was a seven out of ten. Part two was an eight out of ten. This was the finale, nine out of ten. It Toho hit. I think they hit a home run with the series. Uh, I I liked them totally. My nephew didn't get part two, but and I don't think he's watched part three yet. But if he watches part three, I think he'd like it too. Um, I watched it on my on my iPhone yesterday. I want to watch it on the big TV maybe today. Uh because I I liked it that much. I'd like to see it on a bigger a bigger scale, you know, instead of my little phone. Uh but anyways, guys, um go watch the planet. It was fucking fantastic. I enjoyed it. Um hats off to Kudos or hats off to Toho. Can't wait for you guys to now hopefully get this animation studios in the in the books. Get some more anime Godzillas coming out in the future. Include some of the animation in the fucking... In the next Shin Godzilla, whenever that's able to come out. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, Toho, you're on a, you're, you're going the right way. I want to say that much for Toho. Toho's going the right way. And I think this is due to the fact that Legendary went the right way with Godzilla. Um, Godzilla's in. It's fucking in. I'm into it. I'm sure when King of the Monsters comes out, um, it's, the trailer is fun, fucking phenomenal for King of the Monsters. And I think Toho sees that. And I see that everything that they could... They must see that overseas. I can't imagine being in Tokyo and seeing the phenomenal fucking trailer that came out for Godzilla, King of the Monsters. And being like, holy shit, this is what we can be. With all our fucking monsters. Within the entire roster. With Gigan. And who knows what Legendary's got. But I believe. That Toho sees that. The the animation was the first step. In the process for them. Because Godzilla movies are not going to come out. Versus. It's not going to be Godzilla versus. You know. King Caesar or anything. Kind of corny here in the states. 
But I believe that Toho has an arsenal of new monsters. Biolante, Space Godzilla, they can do right. Um, Destroyer is another one that I don't think will come to the States, but may maybe they could do Destroyer D- Justice. Um, that would have been phenomenal. And that's another thing. That could be phenomenal to see Destroyer uh, anime version of Destroyer. Um, a guy again as well. Uh, Hidora. You know, there's plenty of monsters that Toho can draw from that I don't think Legendary will touch. And that's just what it's going to be. Shin Godzilla can square off against Destroyer. Or maybe the, maybe they could do it in the anime version. You know what? Anyways, this is Toho is on the right path. Thank God. You know, as long it's been long overdue for them to finally get on track with with things, and and I believe that they are legendaries on on doing what they're doing. And I, I believe Godzilla's in. Godzilla's in right now. King of the Monsters in the United States is gonna do numbers. Uh, the trailer is fucking phenomenal. Anybody. That just wants to go watch a rock'em sock'em blow him up big monster action movie. This is going to be an action movie. And it's nuzzled right in with the Avengers. So you're going to get... It's a whole action month. People are going to be like, damn, the Avengers was great. What other movies are there? Kids. Yo, this Godzilla movie, I heard good things about it. Let's go watch it. Going to go and... Blow, they're going to get blown away. And I'm totally excited for the future of Godzilla. You know... I'm in my 30s now. When I have kids and they're growing up, you know, 10 years from now, and they're able to watch this, they're going to have something to start with. And they're going to start with these guys. This is going to be fucking phenomenal, man. And I'm going to be like, hey, look, look, watch these old corny ones that were from, like, years ago that look so... Back in the day, they looked so cool. Now they look kind of dumb. But um, for a kid that's... Five or six years old. Who cares? It's just big monsters blowing shit up. Who gives a fuck? You know? Doesn't have to make sense. But anyways, guys. That's it. That's my podcast for today. I'm going to get this loaded up right now. And uh, catch you guys on the next one. I don't know what the next podcast is going to be. But stay tuned. Stay tuned with me. I got fucking words for days, yo. Alright, I'm out. The D is silent. You know... Kick me around. Let let people know. I don't know. I'm going to start sharing this around this podcast. All right, you guys. Late.